The following podcast may contain adult language and conversations revolving around situations not suitable for immature audiences. Spoilers and general political incorrectness can often be expected, so listener discretion is advised. They must be destroyed on sight! We're back, and we're doing an intermission episode this time out. We're recording on the 27th of August, but you'll probably hear this sometime in October. Uh, who, knows, who knows when? This will be a bonus episode. This was uh, requested by Kit Power on the uh, Facebook page, so they must be destroyed on site on Facebook, by the way. Join the group. Request movies, and we'll probably do them. You know. You know please request movies for us to butcher to death. Yeah. There you go. And I'm joined by my co-host, Paul. How you doing, Hi. sir? Hi. I'm doing okay. Doing all right. Got a beer for once. Take some ass and take some names. Nice. And I'm drinking some Knob Creek uh, Single Barrel Reserve, 120 proof. So, yeah. Woo! It's going down pretty good. The, yeah. first, the first sip's hot, and then after that, it just settles down. I think I just had something similar to, the, well, not the Knob Creek, but it was the Maker's Mark. Had a special, like Maker's Mark 46 or something like that. It mm-hmm. has a special single single barrel variety of it, and it is potent but delicious. Right on. Same kind of deal. It's like, whoa, okay, calm down. You start to hit it like you're like, oh, I have had, I've had Maker's Mark before. And then I just go, okay, I got to sit. Hold on, just wait. Okay. Didn't expect that. But then after that, you get used to it, and it's a beautiful thing. Nice. Yeah, I like Maker's Mark. So we got two films to talk about here. We're going to be talking about Demons from 1985 and Demons 2 from 1986. This isn't going to be the usual super in-depth reviews we do. This is just a intermission episode, so we're not going to be going super, super long like we usually no. do. Uh, Daniel's not in this one, so we're definitely not going to stretch it out to like eight hours like we <laughs> usually yeah. would if we were talking about a franchise or something we like that. We have no meaningful conversations in this one. Guaranteed. No. So don't no. just leave your brain at the door. There, yep. there. Yeah, there, there'll be no redeeming value in this one. Your um, brain on the door and your panties on the floor. Let's make this happen. <laughs> Drop your linen and stop, stop your grinning. Exactly. Whatever the fuck that phrase was. I've already had too much bourbon. Um, <laughs> Never such thing. No yeah. such thing. So both these films are directed by Lamberto Bava, who mm-hmm. uh, you may know as the son of Mario Bava. You got to start uh, working under his dad, and like a lot of Italian directors, just sort of uh, rose to the ranks. Like he started as a personal assistant, then became assistant director to his father in uh, 1965 for Planet of the Vampires. His association with Dario Argento began with uh, Inferno in 1980, and then he finally got to direct his own film, uh, Macabre, or which, Macabre. Which, Macabre, which is a great film. I, I don't think I've seen that one. Definitely twisted. Uh, beautiful necrophiliac kind of a feel to the whole thing. It's like psychotic killers, and it's it's a good time. It's a little fun running, and uh, the woman is actually the uh, the main killer in the film, which is great. A lot of scarred childhood, mental trauma, things like that. It's a good film. I have it on another one with um, a Blade in the Dark, I believe, is the other film that comes with that film. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the first two Demons films, and we'll get into the sequels eventually here, but. Um... Mm-hmm. These were co-written with uh, Dario Argento, Dardano Sicati, 
and uh, Franco Farini, uh, who were all sort of collaborators with Argento at some point or another. So it was essentially Argento producing and writing this. And some people even hint that he kind of ghost directed some of this, you know, but I, I don't know if I necessarily buy that. But his influence is heavy on this one. Essentially, this first one is all these people get this mysterious ticket to the show in this renovated theater, and they're watching this movie about these kids digging up the mask of Nostradamus, and it turns out to be a demon mask that uh, if it's, if you put it on, it scratches you and infects you and turns you into a demon. And lo and behold, that same very mask is actually in the theater, and a uh, hooker <laughs> uh, p- puts the mask on to play around and scratches herself, and... Before you know it, she's in the bathroom with a bad case of acne. Yeah, uh, uh, that, that, was, that was a that was a geyser. I'll tell you. Yeah, I, it that, was harking me back to my younger days. Did you ever see um, Slumber Party Massacre Part One? I think it is. It oh yeah, this... when she popped her, she, she was popping the zits in the mirror. Yeah, it has a similar yeah. effect to that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, or, or Animal House. What am I? A zit. Get the it. Same thing. Get it. <laughs> Yep, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny, though, the, the pretense of the movie. Because in the movie, it's not like, you know, people are screwing with the mask the whole time. It just happens that one girl accidentally, finally, out of ignorance, picked it up. So, almost didn't happen. Yeah, this big yeah. master plan of demon evilness never, almost never happened. It's just some dumb bitch didn't pick up the mask. So Yeah, there's there's no, uh, there, like, if, if you're going into these films, full disclosure, if you've never seen them before, there's no logic at all. In no. For, for an Italian horror film, even, there's, like, very little logic or reason behind it. Like, it's just... They're much more interested in just giving you cool scenes, cool makeup effects, cool ideas. I mean, the whole idea of like a film within a film, and then there's a connection between the mask in the film and the mask in the real world. I like that. And also, it's kind of cool that like one of the actors in the film in a film plays the 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 guy with the metal mask on mm-hmm. his face, like half half right. a mask on his face. So he's like the connection between that film. In the real world, sort of, he's like the kind of in between kind of demon guy, and actually, that's played by um, Michelle uh, Saovi, uh, the guy who uh, yeah, the guy Cemetery who, Man. who did uh, the church and Cemetery Man. Yeah, and he also did uh, the Devil's Daughter as well, which is also credited as a demon's sequel at some point, mm-hmm. and Stage Fright. He did Stage Fright as well. Stage so. Fright, yeah, yeah, and no, yeah. he's a great director. Yeah, absolutely. And it's yeah. like a culmination of all these great people with all these lineages of, of excellent horror films. Um, and it's kind of interesting. It's like some I don't know. Sometimes if you ever see in like the music when these super bands happen, where these the fastest players in the world get together and then they do this on a jazz rock fusion, I'm like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. man? You could be doing something amazing. <laughs> And you do this boring jazz rock fusion to show how artistic you are. I'm like, you could be doing 3,000 beats minimum metal, you know, really kicking ass. These guys get all together and they don't make an epic masterpiece. They make demons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, it's like, damn it. Come on. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like the we are the world of fucking, uh, of fucking horror movies in, in, a, mm. in a certain way. Like, just just remember, like, all, all these, like, great pop acts and rock acts and stuff from the 80s got together for we are the world and mm-hmm. what a fucking we wet part of future. Man. Yeah, what a wet fart that was. But um, <laughs> this is this is slightly better. I mean, it, it's got some name people in it too. I mean, um, it's got Urbano Barbernini, I guess is how it's pronounced, and he actually he's probably well known for Gore. If you ever seen yeah. Gore, yeah, it's got Dario Argento's older daughter Fiore Argento, who was in uh, Phenomena as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
also known as Creepers the, here the in Creepers, the Creepers, yeah. yeah. All, all I know is Donald Pleasant kicking ass. Yeah. There you go. And the I think the coolest one is uh, Nicoletta Elmi, who is the uh, red-headed usherette uh, Ingrid. Well, in that's the one that as soon as I, I kind of re-understood the film, I'm like, wait a second, there's a connection here. There's a Lee connection in this film. There's, <laughs> it's a hot redhead in this film. This is going to be, this will be a good time. Yeah, she she plays the uh, the crazy little girl in uh, Deep Red, mm-hmm. and she also played uh, one of the crazy kids in uh, Bay of Blood at the end who uh, killed their Oh, oh yeah, because that, hey, mommy, daddy. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> and she was in a couple other things, too. Like, she was, she, she was kind of like a big Italian horror child actress for a while. She's yeah. Shirley Temple. So so this turns like into a kind kind of a zombie movie in a way. Like it's, it's an infection movie. Like the the disease of the demons, it's, it's like spread through, like they cut you or they, they bleed in your mouth and then you turn into a demon. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it becomes like a night of the living dead kind of thing almost where they're trapped in the uh, theater and they've got to try to like blockade themselves away from the demons Mostly, this is all just setups for special effects. Like mm-hmm. the special, the special effects in this are top notch. Like they still look right. good today, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. There's a, there's a couple definitely uh, scenes, um, even that transcend both films that I always just appreciated about these films. Mm-hmm. I think the one <clears throat> social big thing that everyone like Daniel would already have been there to kind of bring this out and talk about it. But the one thing I have to say about this film that nobody seems to ever want to say <clears throat> is. I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> That's the one thing that I now that I re see the film. I'm like, why? Why is Rick James killing people in the film the whole time? That's all. <laughs> yeah, That's all. I just remember I could just picture Rick James coke the fuck out, just doing this. In yeah. The theater. If, if if you uh, if you Google up pictures of this, you'll uh, you'll probably instantly get like first off like the picture of the first demon in this that uh, that springs up, and of course it's the uh, the hooker. And she's got she's got the braided hair or whatever with the beads and shit, and she looks just like Rick James, mm-hmm. except for with big fucking fangs, you know. <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But the yeah. one thing is that I I completely agree with you. The, uh, the it was basically a setup, a full gore. And mm. Argento, as we know, dealing with Romero, he was always okay. We need to put the gore in. We need to put the horror in. We don't need the satire. We don't need this. We don't need the story mm-hmm. plots. We don't need the buildups. We just need the gore. That's the audience that he was shooting for a lot of times. And I think he, he made Bava, if he was ghost directing it, definitely pushing Bava into that territory Yeah, a little bit, you know, which, um, which isn't a bad thing. Cause when they do do it to me, I think they always seem to do it correctly. Lighting was always an issue. Sometimes some of the gore effects were hindered by the fact that in, at least the copies that I've always seen, the lighting was always a little bit of an issue. Yeah, it, it is. It is dark. I've I've never seen any of the uh, sort of DVD or um, Blu-ray releases, so I don't know if they corrected that. And I, I imagine they have, but um, mm. but if you, if you're just looking at like rips on the internet and stuff, usually you're going to get like a old digital rip or an old VHS rip or something like that. And so it's it's going to look dark. And all all this uh, interior stuff is like done in like. Uh, 
Italian studio interiors and uh, I think also in the interior of an actual theater at one point. The exterior stuff is this building in Germany and the movie is actually set in Germany as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, like right the next studio over was Scat Porn Chaos. You just yeah. know, Scheiße, <laughs> you know. Scheiza, you know. Yeah. It was actually surprising going back to this and realizing Argento had a hand in it because I completely went baba, baba, baba. And I never even kind of like it never dawned on me that Argento has hand in this. But when I see it again, like, for instance, when she when uh, Rosemary's friends running away from Rosemary for the first time and then she starts going behind the curtains and you start seeing all these just crimson sheets of color and just her just waving through this menagerie and, and maze of these red sheets and things like that. I'm like, OK, no, I get to see a little bit different angles because even just in the beginning, the shots of her just walking through the subway, there's like 17 shots after walking up one flight of stairs yeah i mean there's a lot of stuff going on in the beginning uh a lot of it is only just to fake the audience out i think it's not even really to do too much it just is kind of interesting way that i think a lot of people wouldn't shoot something i don't think yeah. a lot of people would shoot that you kind of see his um there's the sort of pacing that lamberto bava took from his dad like just studying under him for so many years like for almost 20 years he was working with him um right you definitely get like that big gore influence. Like any idea, like any semblance of story or narrative is pretty much chopped down to the bare minimum. The characters are barely recognizable. Hey, one's black. I can yeah. always pick him out. And the and last black one got it. And he's the most dynamic character in the whole film, oh, anyway. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And, and the most and the most unlucky because apparently yeah. he has a twin that looks just like him <laughs> that later has to do the same fucking thing. I mean, yeah. it's just a hell of a thing. I mean, yeah, that's why black lives do matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, because they help kill demons. We got down to it. Yeah, and this is this is uh, Bobby Rhodes we're talking about who plays yeah. Tony the Pit in this one, who uh, I, I would probably nominate for one of the greatest characters. Mm -hmm. in the at least horror. he's not a stereotyped part. So that's kind of cool, at least. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, he's, he's a pimp with a heart of gold. Like, he, he, treat, he treats his... <laughs> He treats his bitches with some respect and takes them out to the theater every once in a while. Lets them go to the bathroom unattended, you know, you know. <laughs> That's, it, hey, it was the 80s. Yeah, very progressive for, for very, a pimp. Very, at that, very progressive. I and like he, tries to, he tries to take charge. Like, he's he's sort of got that kind of hero in him a little bit where he's like, we got to fight these demons. We got to escape. And, and Get up and here, he, you son of a bitch. And you, yeah, you always know what he's thinking because every every time he thinks of a new plan, he yells at everybody. No, we gotta no, run he, for this door. He he has he wears his mouth on his sleeve. Yeah, pretty absolutely. Much. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know he is the most fun and dynamic character of the bus because I've, as you just said, except for certain facial features, everybody else gets lost in the mix. Yep. This film is based, as we talked about a lot, on, more on the idea of let's make some crazy ass kills and let's see what we can do with some cheesy effects yeah. and what they did do they did it great my like two of my favorites overall have to be the scalping mm -hmm. i thought that was done extremely well yeah yeah and then just the way they shot it when the pimpy wimpy went on the rope with the guy and they just all hung there and stuff as he was like kind of killing him and stuff that was just great after yeah well, I'm basically, it was really funny, though, because right before that really interesting shot that I thought is great, I was like, how did you guys do that? That was great. He, uh, Tony the Pimp, gets hurt, and the woman apparently bites something the size of basically the inside of an 
a watermelon out of his thigh, which yeah. I was like, there's not even that much meat there to begin with. That fucking shot was the cheesiest <laughs> shot amount of meat getting taken out of somebody's leg I've ever seen. But I kind of let that go. But yeah, well, after I mean, that, like I said, you know, that was, you know, right after that, it was the hanging kind of killing scene that they were doing. And that was pretty great. Uh, the only one I could say bef- before that happened, that scene, is when the um, kind of bitter, angry husband that kept told everybody to shut the fuck up in the movie theater, he got killed the second time and was just draining all of his bodily fluids all over that one young girl. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is just awesome. I was like, they're just going to let the scene go for another 20 minutes because they can. I love yeah. that. And the, yeah. and the best and the best thing is when she escapes from that and, and gets back with her boyfriend to try to escape, she doesn't really got all that much spilled on her. Like, she got no, soaked no. with blood. Oh, he, yeah, she was absolutely drenched with everything that came out of that guy. It was yeah. hilarious. And then he's like, oh, are you bleeding? No. She has no blood on her whatsoever. Yeah. That could, no. <laughs> Continuity. Don't we love it, people? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think my favorite kill, actually, is still the... Um, just because just it's kind of novel, like I've never quite seen something like that before, but where the daughter of the blind guy runs off and makes out with that dude behind the curtain, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. demon comes down with a rope and basically strangles yeah. them both while they're yeah, kissing. Yeah, while they're yeah. kissing, yeah. <laughs> At first, when I watched the film, I automatically assumed it was like blind dude's wife, and mm-hmm. they were fucking around. And then it came out, it was like this daughter. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't expect that, but okay. And then he kind of, you finally got... Well, you really didn't get it. You finally got some kind of half-ass explanation about what the fuck is going on and why. Yeah, it was the studio. It's cursed. I'm like, okay, why is it cursed? Who cursed? Like, I don't get it. Like, yeah. it, you still don't really get an explanation, so you still end up with that kind of Fulci film experience. Yeah, you go, what the fuck did I just watch, and why did I just watch it? I mean, it was pretty interesting. The only other kill that I could say was actually pretty interesting. They took the bar and rammed the de- the uh, final demon's face into the. Uh, uh, um, oh, oh yeah, he got he got it, got the rebar. Uh, the rebar, yeah, into the brain, and I like mm-hmm. that quite a bit. Yeah, you you were kind of thinking like, okay, they're they're meeting him finally up on the roof there, and he's going to give the explanation. What the fuck's going on? Nope, he's just nope. trying to kick kick that guy down to the floor, and he's just trying to kill some more people and grunt. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, there you go. That's. Well, I mean, that's that's basically all you get in a, in a Schwarzenegger movie and stuff, too. So, you know what I mean? Like, you know, just trying to kill people and grunt. So we're good. <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, I understand. Uh, but no, I mean, it, it's a fun film. It's definitely a film that you should watch. You just, you're not going to get a lot out of it, though. Like, you, I mean, you're yeah. after it. What it is is exactly what it is. You're not going to get anything more. If you if you see the word Argento, Dario Argento and Bava, you're not going to get just well, that caliper that you expect from these people. Yeah, they're they're just they're it seems like they're capitalizing on like how horror was going at that point where everything was just kind of becoming well, over the top gore and less story driven. The one thing that I can say and I could be completely wrong. I think they kind of made a little money off the Evil Dead thing too. Mhm. Because if you look at it, like by the end of it, the guy is like, like, he's all ripped up and this and that. I'm like, I'm just waiting for him to like cut his fucking arm off and put a fucking chainsaw on it. I mean, of course, I one memorable moment for me, and it already happened in Evil Dead, is when the demon comes out of the girl. Yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? But this is our, something that already happened in Evil Dead, so you kind of see where they got that from. Yeah. At least that's where I can kind of picture because this is four years I've... later. 
And I think I think it probably is because the demons do kind of look a lot like the Evil Dead demons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I always appreciate no matter how cheesy it looks. I love the shots where the teeth come out. Oh, that demons. looks great! I love that. I yeah. always love it. I've always appreciated those. That is something that I will always give those film credit for. I always like the demon change, but when you see the the, the demon teeth protruding and pushing out the human teeth, I love that. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think of the soundtrack of this one? Um, this this one. Well, that's uh, ha- one thing I was going to mention. Yeah, th- this this has uh, a bunch of like '80s rock mm-hmm. bands. Like it's got Rick I mean, Springfield, Motley Springfield, Crue, Motley Crue. You got uh, uh, Billy Idol, Wedding, but Billy Idol, but you have Claudio uh, Simonetti. Yeah, from Goblin. At, at this from point, Goblin. Goblin was pretty much split up. So, but yeah, but yeah, but you he, you didn't get the normal thing. Except no. is in this too. You get yeah, accept in this one. Saxon, Saxon's in Saxon's too. in this. And I had some Saxon stuff growing up. I know that. I like Saxon. But yeah. uh, when you see the name Argento, people already have this like, okay, it's going to have this. It's going to have that. It's going to have this. Guess what? It doesn't have any of that. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> so. at this point, Claudio Simonetti was not even really doing his regular kind of goblin stuff. Like he had, he had moved on like drum machines and stuff like that. Like he was, right. you know. And well... The one thing that I can say that this film has that makes it worth watching, you get to watch someone do coke off some tits. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, those, so that's good. And those punk rockers were like, they're just like there to fill time, basically. It's like, we don't have a full movie, guys. We've got to write a new scene here. So mm-hmm. you have this whole separate storyline of these, these punks all coked up in their car. Um, I do like the fact that they were doing coke out of a coke can. Yeah, that was something. That was kind that of That was a nice little satire. Um, you see, Italians can be funny at times. Yeah. Not really that much, but they can be. Um, but the um, the only thing is, I noticed, and I was watching, I was rewatching that scene, and I'm like, this is all voiceover shit. Did they actually have anything written, or they're actually just kind of fucking around now? Because I think uh, they, I think half the time they were fucking around. I'm pretty sure they were. But then yeah. later, the, they had a secondary scene with them, and they were actually, you know, you can actually see them speaking. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, they, okay. So they actually planned this scene out. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but you could definitely tell there was a little bit of filler going on. Yeah. They're just an excuse to uh we got to open up. We get, we got to get the demons to escape the theater somehow. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean the standard thing the theater won't let them escape. There's demons there, the whole deal, that kind of yeah. thing. I mean, I mean, if you want base logic, it's got everything you need. If you want a lot of explanation, it has a lot to be desired. Overall, it's a pretty fun film. The only thing that actually surprised me and kind of saddened me was the end of the film. Yeah. The very, the very end of the film is like, uh, why did you film it like that? Why did you do that? I do appreciate, oh, there's something on her neck. Oh, she. I know there's something's happening. And then, boom, jump scare. Yeah. And that's when the credits should have rolled. Yeah. And they ended up, yeah, they shot her. She fell out. You could see her laying on the thing, and they drove away, and the credits rolled. I'm like, why did you end the film like I guess I guess they're looking for um, a sad horror note instead of a shocking horror note. But uh, mm-hmm. with, with a film like this, though, the 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 ending they went for has kind of character depth. You're supposed to maybe feel sad and and bad about the hero. Yeah, by, the, by the time the hero and the 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 heroine got to the end of the film, which this random jeep kind of just saved the day, and mm. there's demons other places too now, and. I got more confused as the film went on because scenes and characters started meshing instead of being individuals. And like you were saying, by the time that part came, who are we actually rooting for again? I can't really tell yeah, you. Honestly, the whole way the movie went is like, if, if they had established these characters better and you actually gave a fuck about them, 
then that ending kind of works. But here they should have went for jump scare ending where she turns into a demon, credits roll, or just them coming out on the top of the roof, finally killing the the the, the mask guy, and then they look out in the city and all of a sudden they're and surrounded there's chaos. by chaos. Yeah, there's just there's demons chaos, everywhere. Chaos. It's like, well, fuck. We escaped the theater, but we didn't escape. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, the one character setup that I, I did, you know, obviously you did get a chance to really get yourself into is the for two, the two friends. The one gets hurt and you have mm-hmm. to kill him. But then at the same time, I go, you had the chance to have a great decapitation scene and you blew it. <laughs> and then the lighting was good. Like everything was good in the scene. I'm like, you could have just chopped that son of a bitch's head right the fuck off and shit could have sprayed everywhere. <laughs> it could have been seven different colors from Sunday. It would have been a great time. And all you get is a random splat in the floor i'm like really yeah Come i know on. it almost feels like oh our budget's gone we can't do no, it they, they were filming they were filming killer croc in the other room and we just didn't have the time yeah <laughs> uh budget for this one was 1.8 million whatever in spanish whatever lira lira and their box office was 56 million. So, I mean, they did really well with this. I mean, they, they immediately put a sequel into production. And the sequel actually pre- premiered in uh, the U.S. before this movie did. This movie oh. premiered later in 86 after the after the sequels started. So, Well, I like, uh, I mean, the one classic scene for me was always the demons coming up the alleyway. Mm-hmm. You could see their eyes glowing and stuff. I'm like, I, yep. love, I always love that. It might be the cheesiest corniest thing in the world for me but i don't even know like in the 80s like how'd you guys make their eyes grow i love that yeah yeah it looks good mm-hmm. um now they have all kinds of different shit that you can use to make your eyes glow and stuff like that that anybody can get but like back in the day it means to me that to me that was a really cool effect yeah i don't know what they did then they must have had just like maybe because it was shot in the dark so they must have had like maybe like just masks on with lights over the eyes or something like Mask that. Masks with lights on, or they they might have used the idea of black lights and put some kind of white, you know, those white, uh, uh, like in Evil Dead. For another ripoff, right. in the Evil Dead, they put those other different kind of contacts in. Yeah, yeah. And if, if that the the black light would have hit that, they would have glowed. So maybe that's what they did. But uh, I always loved it. It looks good. It's one of the iconic shots, too. Like, whenever you Google this, chances are most of the pictures you're going to get are of the uh, uh, Rick James demon and uh, yeah. and of them coming up the hallway. This is the, kind of the two they did. Uh, they did play for one little bit of this otherworldly physical means don't mean anything anymore. With the uh, uh, Rosemary's friend, um, I can't remember her name at the time. The second victim, where mm-hmm. her tongue came out of her mouth and it was all crazy and stuff for a second. I'm like, do I really wish they would have did a little bit more of that? Yeah, to show the like, you know, the the contortions of the human form don't mean anything anymore. But it's definitely something that they were playing with. I mean, they were playing with some really great concepts and stuff in this film. That yeah, I, I think I think it was just probably budget reasons. Like we got all these great ideas. Okay, we can do like three of them. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't do them all the way. So you can do two and a quarter. There is an interesting score. The score does have its own merits. It's not the best, probably the Argento kind of score, but it shows you that you're listening to Demons. I've never heard it used on any other tracks, any other ripoff films. Yeah. They do mix it up and they play with another classic tune. Was that Hall of the Mountain King they played with? Yeah. Hall of the Mountain King was in that. They played, they, they turned Hall of the Mountain King into the Demon's theme at one point in time. I yeah. 
I think that's Hall of the Mountain King, but I'm not sure. I am not a musical aficionado. Yeah, that is that is that is Hall of the Mountain King. You're right. Okay, good. But there, but that was definitely something that when I relisted, I was like, hey, they did that. Nice, nice little twist on the demons theme. That was fun. But yep, there you go. That is demons. Yeah, demons two, nineteen eighty six, directed by Bava again, and the exact same writing team as well. So uh, pretty much all the same production going on here. Some notable people: Aja Argento, her her first role as a ten year old ten year old girl uh, before the vagina came out. Yeah, before before her dad started uh, shoving his camera lens can, up her. Can I butt. actually do a close up just on your asshole this time? Thank yeah. you. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying there's you know creepy touchy feely dad and daughter stuff going on in that family, but some of the some of the movies of his that she starred in have had some pretty uncomfortable shots. So just, <laughs> yeah, just saying. Of course, we have Bobby Rhodes back again, but in a much more prominent role this time as Hank, who's, who's like a fitness instructor in this one. And... You got a more respectable job this time. I went to college. <laughs> uh, one of the guys who played one of the punks in the uh, first film comes back as a security guard. And this one's set in a uh, big, like, 10-story apartment building, like this mm-hmm. moderate apartment building. Yeah, with... it reminds me of, like, Death Spa, except yeah. Demons. Yeah, like a higher budget death spa kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, this one also has the uh, film within a film thing. Now, they say the movie that all, everyone's watching, like this sort of centers around the different people in the building. There's like a party, birthday party going on for this spoiled girl who, you know, it's my party. I'll cry if I want to kind of bullshit. <laughs> but they're all watching this, uh, what's supposed to be a documentary. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're saying that the stuff in Demons 1 happened, and then they did a documentary on this, like, quarantine zone that's been walled off now in Germany or whatever, where people don't go anymore. But the way it plays, it plays like a fucking movie that they're watching. Right. It doesn't play like a documentary at all. So I'm kind of wondering if it's, like, it's just lost in translation or if well, I don't know if, if it's – I think they didn't know. Like, they didn't know, they didn't care. It was one of those deals. Yeah. Just kind of like Demons 1. I mean, the, the plot is so loose that, I, I just like Demons 1, I really never got too much going on with the plot. It was yeah. like, guess what's happening? For instance, only one girl was watching TV at that time, apparently, in the whole fucking world. Again, it was just, if she, uh, she had to take a shit, this would have never happened. <laughs> There's no real uh, set-off point for the, for the demon to, the infection to spread into the real world, because... The demon just crawls to the fucking screen. Like, it, it doesn't... Yeah. Well, it, it, remember, the, the light flashed a couple times while she was watching the film. Oh, well, there you go. That, that, that's he, the yeah, it was made, 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 like, kind of like the Japanese seizure films, except <laughs> you become a demon instead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so the infection, the demon infection here has even less less of a cause than the first one. Like, they just, they're just like, we need to put demons in this movie. Let's think of a really lazy way to do it. But at the yeah. same time, really great effect, though. Like, the effect for the demon coming out of the TV. Oh, with the push of the... And it reminds me of the Video Dead that happened yes, later. Yes, Video Dead. Yeah. Or yes. uh, video, Videodrome, even. Videodrome. Long live the new flesh. Yeah. Absolutely. If we if they would have shot her from the other side, we would all realize that it was Hypnotoad uh, <laughs> on the screen. And that's what causes demons. And we would have known that. But unfortunately, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. But, it, but that is like a... Great effect. Like, if, if one thing, the effects are noticeably even a little bit better in this one, mm-hmm. at least for the most part. And, and that first effect was done with guy wearing his demon mask through a clear latex screen 
and they just projected like static on it, I guess, from the other side of the room. Looks great. Like it, it looks authentically like he's coming through uh, an actual TV screen with static on it. Like, it oh no, it absolutely well. does. It's great. Yeah, this film is definitely something. It's the same premise. And they're mm-hmm. locked in a building. And they're fighting the demons. I mean, you can't get more bare bones than that. Yeah. I mean, and they did it twice. But <laughs> at least time, at least this time, you get some hot gym bodies running around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even the uh, even the pregnant girl's pretty nice to look at. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to fuck a pregnant girl? Not this. I I'm not saying anything. Whoa. No, I was just, I was just gonna say. I, I know. I know there is a pregnant porn or whatever. Like you know, oh, oh. pregnant chick porn or whatever. I'm not into that. But I was looking at her. I was like. She's looking pretty good. You know, she's only got a I'm bit of a belly to- I'm pretty much, I realized I'm totally into everything. Pretty much. <laughs> I, I don't think there's too much I'm not into. And even though it's, I don't know how do you say, you're less understandable or less believable than Demons 1, it has something that Demons 1 doesn't. It has a little bit more breadth. It has a little bit more room to grow. There's more stairs. There's more floors. The parking garage seems awesome. Yeah. Where they all I, mean, I like, yeah, you have a little bit more to play with with yeah. this film. Our, uh, sort of tragic hero again, uh, Bobby Rhodes is Hank this mm-hmm. time. He's the, he's the gym instructor. And again, he takes charge. Everybody, let's get down in the basement. Everybody, get pick up shit and start hitting these fucking demons. And yeah, we gotta get, we gotta block these doors, move these actually, cars. He actually gets to kick a lot more ass in this one. Like he gets oh no, he, did, I mean, he was that. He was the yeah, the war torn hero in this one again. You know, it's, it's very uh, literally torn when he gets his junk ripped off. But <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> he didn't need that anyway. Yeah, yeah. He, he gave up that life of the pimp. So, you know, he's on to bigger and better things now. You know? <laughs> he can finally go back to school and get his master's now. So we're yeah. good. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a fun film. Um, the, the, the initial scene at the birthday party, the oblivious crowd has no idea what's going on, even though she's hunkered over like going, uh, 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 yeah. they're like, oh, ha, 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 happy birthday, very good. Yeah, and she's grabbing the guy's arm, and he's like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, he takes I a little while it. to react to having like nails dug right into his yeah. forearm. And when it when he actually does react, it's hilarious. It's just like, like Austin Powers or Ace Ventura, where like he's realizing he got stabbed in the leg, and he's like, ah, yeah, ah, <laughs> ah. Like it's, it's the funniest, corniest thing because like he's like in her interface going ah, but with yeah. the weirdest like unbelievable non-believable like scream i've ever heard it's hilarious i mean it's more funny than anything um they did try to play off demons one of course as much as they could possibly do if a human-sized guy dies a a human-sized demon comes out of him and if a child-sized guy comes out one of the uh, ghoulies comes out apparently yeah really (laughs) oh my god when the ghoulie came out i was like is this happening right now is this happening (laughs) it is pretty insane I actually like this one better than the first one. This this one kind of moves a bit quicker. Like it's just it does. It's just wall to wall action. Like they don't they don't even pretend that there's any characters in this one. Like they just kind of no. go right to it. They they do give you like the a uh, little bit of dramatic thing where it's, will the pregnant woman and her and her man make it through the night? You know, like that's mm-hmm. basically it. But other than that, it's just like here's a ton of characters. Let's get them all demonized. Let's just murder the fuck out of every one of them. Uh, there's that elevator scene where the two, where the hooker and the guy get trapped in the elevator, and and then uh, she turns into a demon, and they, they're crawling up the elevator cables or whatever. Which I don't think yeah. you can actually do in real life with your hands. I'm pretty sure you just chop your hands right to pieces. You probably, yeah, because it, it hurts is what it does. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's why they didn't do it in Dawn of the Dead because you can't. Yeah. Because while he would have just climbed up the fucking cables, but no, you can't because it hurts. Yeah, yeah that's basically <laughs> it. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, Demons 2 is, I don't know. You just actually literally cut your head open and then take your brain out and then leave it at the door. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have much more fun doing it. Yeah, and you get to watch like a, a dog get infected and turn into a demon. That exactly. Cool. I mean, and like his, the teeth pushed out of that one too. You know, they were yeah. already sharp, but fuck, we're gonna get these other bitches pushed in there. What? Oh hell, his whole his whole job pops out of his head basically. Yeah. Like he, he turns into a fucking great white shark almost. Like just... <laughs> well, and that's the thing is they took it to that next level. But yeah, you know, yeah. at the same time, you kind of expect that from a good sequel. Yeah, well, Demons One was pretty batshit to start with. So it's mm-hmm. like, well, we got to double the bat shit in this one. So right, they just fill the entire fucking place full of guano this time out, right? They it just... does, it does, it does have that moment. Like same way, I always compare it to Evil Dead, and I maybe I shouldn't, but I do. It has that somber moment at the end where everything's calmed down. Like the demon, the original demon woman that comes out, she's like, oh, blah, blah. you know, what I mean, like that soft. Mm-hmm you know, moaning, kind of like, just in like Evil Dead, and then right when you think everything's fine, then everything gets batshit again. Just yeah. right at the end, before the final, final thing happens, and then someone decides to go into the sunset, just kind of like Demons 1. Yeah. In the same yeah. way. Happy, happy ending in this one, at least, but um, yeah, I almost kind of feel like I want to see the, uh, the film within a film. That looks like that's the real sequel mm-hmm. <laughs> to the first Demons when you think about right. it. No, yeah. The film that's in Demons 1 still to me to this day seems more what I want to watch than either films. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, okay, like let's, let's watch the original. Like, I really wish they would have made the original film in Demons 1 and made it seriously. I'm kind of surprised no one ever actually, actually ever did that. Like, mm-hmm. You, you think someone would have... The premise is right there. You wouldn't have to do much to market the fucker. But what yeah. did they do? And I guess this is about the same time we should do this. What did they do instead? They made eight sequels. Yeah. Uh, as as the norm with the Italian film industry, and this was kind of one of the reasons that it finally dried up in the uh, 80s and died, is they marketed every film they could with a popular name. So... Uh, after this one, we got Demons 3, the three ogre. times over. We got Demons 3, the ogre. We got The Church, which is the legitimate sequel to Demons it's 2. The, well, it was supposed to be, but apparently that Savio wanted to disassociate, so they he put it out as its its own. Yeah. But Demons um, 4 was this woman or the child or something like uh, that? They got, uh, let's see, they, they, they have... I'll just go through the list of them here. So you have Demons Through the Ogre, uh, also known as House of the Ogre. Um, yeah, the man- Mansion of the Ogre or something like that. Yeah. yeah it's fucking yeah. crazy. So then they get the church from 89. They have Black Demons from 1991, which was also called Demons 3. They have the Devil's Daughter from 1991, which is known as Demons for the Sect as well. Uh, they have The Mask of the Demon, 1989. Also called Demons Five: The Devil's Veil. So this the one was veiled. Up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they have the Black Cat from 1989, known as Demon Six, uh, also called From the Deep, apparently. And then, of course, someone had the idea of uh, making Cemetery Man a Demons sequel, Demons calling it Demons Twenty Seven. Demons Ninety Five. It was called. Nine, okay. Yeah. Ninety Five. Because it came in ninety four. Yeah. Ninety Five. Yeah. So. Uh, they milked this fucking thing for a while. Yeah. I don't know how much yeah, money they. It's uh, it's uh, you know, the Hobbit: Revenge of Smog, Demon Seventeen. 
Like yeah. it's <laughs> it's gone with the wind. Demons twenty seven. I like yeah. it. That's good. The Revenant. Demons eighty five. <laughs> and then that's how Italians work because they yeah. work on no logic whatsoever and try to make a dollar on anything. Yeah, uh, but not it, in a bad way, just in a weird way. Yeah, it's it's just it's just a weird marketing thing, but it it, it worked in some cases. I mean, they did the same with uh, the Django films. They, there's only two real legit Django films: Django uh, and like Django, Django Strikes Back. Yeah, right? Strikes Back, and. Then there's like a million films that got retitled Django this, Django that. Uh, mm-hmm. Even when the they'll, they'll have it on the main title, but then you get into the film and the character's called like Bart or something like that. Right. Well, even Django. um even Burial Ground was lim- what, uh, for like the Dawn of the Dead, the zombie, mm-hmm. the zombie trilogy. I believe yeah. Bur- Burial Ground was even labeled a, a zombie trilogy, and Burial Ground has nothing to do with that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Like, yeah, actually, that's a better comparison, really, when we're talking horror here, because that's true because uh, it's more in, closely related. The zombie, the zombie films, like uh, one of them's like zombie. Was it four dead birds or something like that? Yeah, is, yeah, uh, yep, yep. The ravening birds, uh, birds of prey, and stuff like that. It's and fucking a, a virgin among the living dead. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the, a lot, and a lot of them are fucking horrible, but. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, Bava had something to do with a couple of these films as well. Like he, he came back for a couple of these films. But uh... mm-hmm. well, isn't Bava Bava who did the uh, Virgin Among the Living Dead? I thought that was a well-known person who actually did that one. I can't it's think a, of it. Right it's now. a horrid film, but you know, yeah. I mean, that's that's uh, it's one of the things. Like Burial Ground, at least, was something that was a good film. That if you put the the zombie name on it, you'd be like, hey, this isn't actually bad. Yeah, and but I think yeah. um, I think burial ground something we're gonna cover here sometime soon. <laughs> Who doesn't like a fucking like five foot tall, twenty eight year old guy looking like a fucking thirteen year old, but sound like a thirty eight year old, but biting tits? Yeah, I mean like his mother's tit at that. Come here, give it to me. Take it. Take I love you, mommy. <laughs> I love you, mommy. And she's like, she's like, I want to fuck you, and she's like, no. And then he dies, and okay, now I'll fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, when he's a stiffy, he's got a stiffy. When he's a stiff, and that's okay then. Well, you're dead, so it's no longer cheating. Yeah. Hey, well, maybe, if I yeah. if I had a nickel every time I told a girl that, when you're dead, it's no longer cheating. I mean, yeah. what the hell? Come on, very <laughs> easy. But no, this is a it's a fun film. I mean, both yeah. films are fun films. Both films are something you should watch. I've watched The Ogre. I've watched um, The Devil's Daughter. I've watched The Devil's Veil. They all have their like little points where they're okay, but most of all, they just suck. I mean, and the thing is, the one thing that you always have to know is they are completely and totally unrelated to Demons 1 and 2. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's no even close relation, nothing similar at all. They just happen to have the name. I'm actually surprised that Demons 2 is so closely related to Demons 1. Yeah, really. If, if, yeah. I'm, not, if I'm not going to lie, I mean, I'm actually surprised that a sequel was so closely related to the original in the Italian horror, because late 80s Italian horror just went down the crapper. Yeah, I, I think I think the biggest reason why it's so similar is that it was basically made within the span of the same year as the first one. So it's like, we got the same crew, we're going to remake basically the, yeah. the first movie again. Yeah, so, the, oven, the oven wasn't even cooled down when they started baking the next loaf of bread. So I mean, mm. I mean that, would, that probably had a lot, a lot to do with it. But I love it when they use the same characters over again. Yeah. I mean, if you are a fan of certain things like Hammer Horror, you've seen the same six guys get killed for 30 years. 
and you <laughs> love it every time you see it. You yeah. don't give a shit. It's a good time. And that is the same thing with Demons. The soundtrack in this one's markedly different than the first film. This this one, they use all kinds of uh, sort of new wave, popish, goth mm. kind of bands from the 80s. Like, they got the Smiths, the Cult, the Dead Can Dance, and, like, Love and Rockets. So it's a bit different. Although the, the, the punk rockers in this one are still listening to that shit, although they shouldn't be. Like, in the first film where they're <laughs> listening to fucking Billy Idol and, like, no, you should be listening to, like, fucking X or something along those lines or The Germs or... Uh, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe punk rockers in Berlin were into different stuff. I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what, what I mean, what the hell was out then for punk that they could be like DRI or Discharge or something like that? Or you probably had uh, I think I think Husker do at that point. But you had like mm-hmm. people were still listening to stuff like the Germs and the Stooges, uh, the Stooges X. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was more that LA punk scene at that point, right? Okay, Circle Jerks, things like that. You know. All right, right, okay. Nope, there um, you go. Yeah. You fucked up, guys. You Italian fuckers, you fucked up. The Italians didn't do their homework. Um, <laughs> didn't have time. The scene where the, the main girl, Hannah, has her baby. Apparently in the original script, it was supposed to be a demon baby. that was right, going to claw right. its way out of her, but uh, they, they took it out because they wanted a happier ending, apparently. No, another thing I'll, note, I'll mention, uh, one cool kind of motif in this one is like the, uh, the blood from the demon... Uh, going down through the entire building, like seeping in through the pipes and through the floors and stuff like that, and basically infecting everything. And it kind of melts to the floors like the uh, blood in uh, the Aliens a- films. Aliens, yeah. yeah. Very, very cool. I like mm-hmm. that. And there was more of an outbreak in this film. There was actually people like everywhere kind of getting... getting yeah. the, there was more fun, you know. More fun with demons. That's what we're having. We're having a more fun with demons. That's it. Well, I like I like the the guy that was stuck in that uh, that sauna box there when and the mm-hmm. blood just pours down on his face. Ah! And then then he then he burns that girl to death in the tanning booth. I don't think it quite works that way. Uh, but we all we all wish it could. Yeah, yeah. We all wish it could. <laughs> and I I'll, every time I hear of like you know tanning booths and showers and stuff, I either list I I either think of. Um, Death Spa. Sometimes I think of um, Prom Night Two. Say hello, Mary Lou. Or oh yeah, when the girl gets crushed in the in the locker. Right, or, right. Or I think of the movie Mirror Mirror. I don't know if you've ever seen that one, where the the girl in it basically looks like a Winona Ryder from Beetlejuice, but uh, the the uh, shower comes alive and basically boils her to death in the shower, and you get to see her naked all with boils and stuff all over and stuff. Pretty hot. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a hot boiled ass. I'm telling you what. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I always think of certain films like that 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 play off the idea of dying in a tanning salon, salon or a spa or a fucking shower. It's always uh, fun. Well, well, for for those uh, for those perverts out there, and we're both one, we're both including that group. So, uh, oh if you're God. looking for if you're looking for probably the best uh, tanning booth deaths in on film, uh, I think it's Final Destination three i'm pretty sure it is the the two sort of uh valley chicks in the movie they they go to a tanning salon and of course you know those movies are about the uh basically the uh spirit of death like trying to catch mm-hmm. up with people who escaped it so it goes through all these rube goldbergian kind of setups where it eventually leads to the person being killed but they're they're both in tanning booths and then of course they basically get fried in the tanning booths yep. and, that's and why um those films i never really saw them I saw one scene from them, 
And from this day on, every time I drive, I always go around a log truck. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I never drive behind a log truck. You know, I'm going to go around now. And, yeah, that's that's my new rule. I yeah. see a truck carrying random. Like, I was driving um, – recently, I was driving in the Pacific Northwest, and I was driving behind a fucking truck, and it had nothing but rebar in the back. <laughs> and, I'm, and it was, like, bouncy. And I'm like – I know exactly what's going to happen, and I can picture it now. I'm going around this son of a bitch. I don't care how fast I have to go. Yeah, there, I, there, there's definitely some fate conspiring against me here. I got these metal fucking plates on the side of my face. There's yeah. rebar right in front of me. Yeah, what's going to go on? Yeah, yeah if anything, I, the, the the Final Destination movies have taught us: stay away from trucks with, with lumber on them, stay away from roller coasters, stay away from airplanes. Don't make a cheese sandwich, you know. Basically, don't do anything. Don't you're, do anything. Don't tell anyone to go fuck themselves and then walk into the road and get hit by a bus. I mean, yeah. it look both ways before you cross the street. These are life lessons, people. Horror movies will save your life. Yep. Or yep. give you massive boners if you're weird. Yeah. Both work well. Both work well. <laughs> oh, well, I'll mention the budget for this was actually um, a tad lower. Uh, it was uh, 1.5 million lira instead, and it brought back 13 million. That was just in Spain, though. Who who knows what the international fucking totals and shit were? Well, so. probably. I, I I have to assume these films, both of these films, had to be pretty much raging successes. Yeah, the, I comparatively, mean, for, they're, they're definitely successes by anyone's standards. But uh, mm. you can get both of these films on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, there's a bunch of old. Um, Anchor Bay editions of this out there. Uh, you can get Blu-ray from Arrow Video in the UK. And you can also get a Blu-ray DVD combo for both of these from uh, Synapse Films. So if you look around for them, you can find them. Or you can just steal them online, whatever you want to yep. do. They are all on YouTube if you want to check them out. And every fake uh, sequel yeah. is also titled as such in multiple languages. So enjoy. And by enjoy, I mean drink through it because it sucks. Yeah, wouldn't it be funny though? If some some fucking asshole decided to make a box set with all the oh, demon yeah. films. <laughs> I, that would be an epic. Twenty-seven different discs with three different special ops and everything like that. Yeah, I, I could see I could see like some direct fly-by-night fucking DVD companies that just takes old VHS rips and puts them on a fifty-pack bundle for the yeah. first time ever. All of the exciting chapters of the Demons films. Put Are in you one... trying to talk bad about Mill Creek? Because Mill Creek would totally do that. They would totally that, do that. They would totally do that. <laughs> I just got the ultimate edition of Dawn of the Dead. Nice. And it, it has like seven or eight versions of Dawn of the Dead in it. And it's basically that's all you're getting. You're getting, except for a couple interviews now and again, every fucking disc is a different cut of Dawn of the Dead. That's all you're yeah. getting. You're just getting the same film 27 times. I'm like, I'm buying it. I don't give a shit. I'm totally buying it. Yeah, I, I had that for. Uh, I've had that for quite a while now. The, uh, yep. The ultimate edition. It's got I'm the because uh, I'm going to Evan City this year to get it signed by whoever I can find. Nice. Is Romero going up to that or? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they're, letting them, they're, they're letting them back in the country now. He's a filthy Canadian. Exactly. They decided <laughs> that these. Well, I should call them. Like, hey. Is it a place called Bellwoods? You want to stop in there for me on the way down? You, you mm. tall, gangly son of a bitch. Come on, George. Be my booze mule. Yeah. <laughs> I got to have somebody to do it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, because he's in Ontario. Or he's on Toronto. Yeah. No wonder his films suck now. 
Yeah, well, no, it's true. It's actually true. That's part of the reason why his films aren't as good anymore because he's not mm-hmm. filming in uh, PA anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, I I always appreciated it. Like, and uh, I've heard him say it a few different times in his uh, his um, interviews. He goes, "Pittsburgh's a hell of a place to make a movie. It's just a hell of a place to make a movie." And the people around around there are just so willing to jump in and have fun. They don't give a shit. And um, sadly enough, I mean, the films that they made back then, you can't really make today. The way they made them, you just can't do it. I mean, he lived in it. It was just a golden age, and he just took full advantage and made some masterpieces. And it was really interesting because we have a link now with the demons um, trilogy or quadrilogy or whatever you want to call it with Argento. And Argento jumped on that train too and helped uh, this Romero train just go worldwide. So it was very interesting. Uh, So I I think we're in agreement here that both films are worth watching, but I think Demons Two is actually your better bet. Honestly, yeah, it's more fun. Yeah. Overall, yeah. Want to tell people where they can find you there, Paul? Yeah, you can get me on uh, Facebook at Oil Paintings by uh, P. Romali, uh, com for more oil painting goodness. P. A. Brew News on Facebook, Funeral Dust on Facebook, Permanent Midnight on Facebook. You can go to P. A. Brew News at YouTube for all my beer reviews and things like that, and Funeral Dust six 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 for random metal chaos. Awesome, and of course, uh, you can go to TMB DOS podbean.com to find all of our stuff you can find our youtube links you can find our itunes links you can find our link to our facebook page which uh, again is the best place to get in contact with us and request movies like uh, kit power did for demons one and two here that we just covered so uh mm-hmm. and don't be shy uh the worst we can do is uh say no we're not gonna That's cover that right. movie well actually the worst we could do we could do a lot worse than that but uh we, we probably won't because we want to keep our listeners so I don't. <laughs> Paul has no no investment in keeping our listeners. I have, I have no I have, loyalties here. I have slightly more, but uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks guys for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed this, and I uh, hope you're enjoying all the bonus content that is popping up through this very month of October. Although we're recording some of the stuff early early ahead of time, but uh, we don't yeah. have. It's not pumpkin latte season, girls. Put your panties back on. Yeah. Yeah. It's still uh, fucking ninety degrees. Yeah, it it fucking sucks. We're we're still in the fucking dog days of summer somehow. I don't know if mm-hmm. how that happened, but but yeah, uh, yeah. So guys, uh, thanks very much for listening. Thank you for joining me, Paul. It's good to have you back. Yay! And uh, we'll see you guys again when we see you. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Thank you for listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Site. For past episodes, links to the host's other stuff and links to various podcasts and websites of similar interest, please visit us at tmbdos.podbean.com. There you can also find our iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook links. Please join our Facebook group, as this is the best way to get in contact with us and to keep up to date with what's coming up on the podcast. We also can be found as part of the Oi Spaceman family of podcasts at oispaceman.com, where you can find various sci-fi-themed podcasts about Doctor Who, Red Dwarf, Firefly, and classic sci-fi novels. If you decide to subscribe to us through iTunes, please take a moment to leave us a star rating and a review. Thank you. Drive through. <laughs>